0: Hey! Thanks for checking out Delivered Dating. I'm your host Aramis, and I'll be chatting at you weekly with new guests. We'll get together and we'll discuss all things dating. I hope you get as much of a kick out of this week's episode That's as I did. It's a vibe. That's a vibe. Oh, it's a vibe, yeah, yeah. It's a vibe, yeah, yeah. So, what's your profile? Who you is, honey?
1: All right. <laughs> My name is Anson, 32, in a relationship.
0: Nice. Would you like to say what you do for a living or not? I'm a teacher. Nice. Do you think teaching has had or your passion for education has influenced how you are in relationships or has it taught you anything about being in relationships or relating to others, not necessarily romantically?
1: Yes. Um, So I think the type of person that I am, I try to show up the same way everywhere that I go, regardless Mm -hmm. of the space. I mean of course you modify certain things but I think first of all like my baseline personality is the same Um, I think as an educator you need to be inquisitive you need to be open minded um, and you need to listen Mm -hmm. and you need to watch and I think a relationship is the same thing like you need to be inquisitive you need to ask questions you need to watch you need to listen Um, you need to watch and listen more than you talk and I think that people um Confuse education with talking to young people or talking to kids, and that's just not the best way to do it. Like, as an educator, I know first and foremost that my goal is not to teach people, but is to create a situation where I can learn as my students are learning, and vice versa. And I think a relationship is literally the same thing. It's, it's mm-hmm. a, it's a, it's a partnering learning process. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It just, it's just, it's just in terms of like what, like what stage. Are you you know at during that process or like what step are you on the ladder of that process? That Uh, makes sense.
0: Okay, so from that, I took that you seem to be okay at least with communicating. Yeah, Um, and I feel like that is like an issue in a lot of relationships. Like people don't know how to communicate with one another. They feel like you know, some my partner is supposed to know how I'm feeling just based on this movement or whatever the situation. Um, or like I'm not gonna say anything. I'm gonna shut down because I feel uncomfortable here. When did you realize how important communicating was in relationships?
1: Um, I I feel like I want to say I always knew it was important. It's it's difficult for me to it's difficult for me to identify a specific time. It's difficult because like I see myself in every relationship that I've been in, like wanting to have a conversation or wanting to solve. The problem, I think, what has differed has been my maturity level Mm -hmm. and the way I've gone about it. So maybe I I would say my patience probably increased after my last relationship. Got it. Two anywhere between two to three years ago.
0: Got it. And I feel like, you know, it takes experiences sometimes, and it sounds like you learned from your last experience. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I think sometimes we have to kind of, like, do the work on our own yeah. to continue developing yeah. so what do you do to make sure that you are continuing to develop as a man as a human as a lover
1: so when you say like what do I do to make sure I'm continuing my development mm-hmm. are you saying as an individual or within the constraints of a relationship
0: as an individual cause I who you are as an individual is who you are in a relationship right
1: mm, yeah but I will also say that it kinda it, it changes somewhat so like I think for me personally, there's certain things that I'm going to do just for my own development mm-hmm. in general. It's just make sure I have appropriate amount of time to read what I need to read. Mm-hmm. I like to read. Well. Mm-hmm. Make sure I have an appropriate time to write what I need to write. Mm-hmm. But also, like, give myself time for myself. I think that a lot of times, like, people don't really... There's a lot of gray area in yeah. uh, a lot of life, specifically when it comes to relationships. And I think that we're not okay with that. I think that we as people need to, like, begin to understand what the gray area is and be okay with that. So, like, I can't, it's, and I'm kind of digressing right now, but it's, like, you, like, for me, I know that, like, and I'm still learning. Like, we're all still learning. It's a process, ongoing process. So, but, I know, like, for me, like, I need to sleep. I need to every night before I go to sleep.
0: But you need to what? You blanked out. (laughs) You need to do what?
1: Okay, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, so, no, so, like, I know, like, I know, I know the type of foods that I need to eat. Mm-hmm. I know, like, I like to write. I know that, you know, every night you might want to smoke a little bit. Yeah. Every other weekend you might want to go get a drink. I think I'm very clear with myself in terms of what I need for myself. Yeah. And I think that if I'm able to bring that into the relationship and have a conversation about it, that is solution-oriented and not saying, like, these are my non-negotiables, I'm going to do this regardless of whatever that happens. Yeah. Like, then I think we can meet some type of middle ground. I think the first step is to know, like, what it is that you need just to feel mentally sane yeah. and okay. And I would argue that most people don't know that.
0: Do you have non-negotiables? Yeah. What are they?
1: Cigarettes. Oh. Any others? Um, <clears throat> so it's interesting because I didn't have... So, once upon a time, my non—I had two very concrete non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. They were, yo, they were cigarettes and having kids.
0: Mm-hmm. And now you've moved away from the, like they can have kids. So, now.
1: so this is my thing. So this is my thing, and I don't want to. I don't want to set the wrong tone. I don't. I don't want to suggest the wrong thing. But I will say there was one time in particular where I ignored both of those non-negotiables, and it ended up in a disaster. Okay. So, on one hand, like, I would never look at a woman and say, I don't want to talk to you because you have a child. Like, your circumstances are your circumstances. I can't, I have no control over that. <coughs> if you and I stop vibing, then fuck it, we vibing. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what it is. But I do think that if I had to choose, I don't have to choose. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's like that's literally my point. And I think that in that case in particular, like, I, I, I turned the other cheek, I looked the other way, and it just wasn't, it wasn't ideal for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm real particular. I know what I want for myself. I also know hypothetically what I want for a kid. And yeah. even in dating that woman, there were certain things that she was exposing her child to. That if she, if her child was my child, I would be banging my head against the wall. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's like because, it's because of those constraints and wanting to feel as able and competent and confident as I could be as a father wanting to raise somebody... Mm-hmm. I wouldn't choose to go that route if I don't have to. It's only because I've done it for a very brief amount of time. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. the cigarettes thing, that's like, that's, that's still not a non-negotiable. There ain't no getting around that.
0: Okay. So what does Fuck it... Fuck cigarettes. <laughs> yes. Not healthy. You uh, I sure? Uh, not cigarettes. All right, but... but <laughs> uh. So what does it take for you, Anson, to be in a relationship or commit to a relationship like what are you looking for when you're like you know what i could do this with this person
1: um open-mindedness i think that's the biggest thing i don't like i don't like people that like set and stuck in their way i want you to be able to like okay i know i'm this way i understand how i am but that flexibility needs to be apparent in the way that you present yourself in the way that you communicate um, and the only reason why I say it is because I try to, I try my best to be that flexible or that open minded myself. Um, I think like I don't want to have to know everything about you before I get it from you.
0: Mm-hmm. If that makes sense,
1: mm-hmm, yeah. Um, a sense of a sense of secrecy, but not secrecy to the extent that if you enter a room, you're kind of gonna like fade away into the corner. If that makes sense, yeah, yeah. Like you can still Demand attention. I'm a homebody. I don't need you to be a homebody, but I need you to be comfortable being a homebody. Yeah. I need to be, like I need you to understand what that looks like. Like it's for me, it's easier to deal with somebody who's an artist or somebody who understands like art mm-hmm. in some in one way, shape or another. Like there's a bunch of performing arts, there's a bunch of visual arts. Like yeah. somebody who's a, somebody who's a creative. Like at the end of the day, like when, when I think about it, I think about somebody who is not content with the way life presents itself somebody that knows there's something more out there and actually wants to actively seek that out honestly so full-time job doing something else on the side uh-huh. full-time job for security doing something else on the side because you know that there's something else out there it's probably just something else on the side that's related to some form of art or some form of human service or educational component of some shit wherever the fuck that thing is. Like, I don't... I need somebody who's, like, who knows that there's something else out there. Who is, for lack and This sounds cliche as fuck, but you're a truth seeker. Like, you want to know what's real. Like, you're not content with the way science presents itself, or the way social media presents itself, or the way this person presents themselves. If this person comes into the room and says, I'm 15 years old, you're going to look at them, you're not going to just take what they say in face Facebook. You're going to like, are you really 15 or are you 17 somebody's gonna question mm-hmm. where this person or what the, what is being said like yeah I'm saying a whole bunch of shit is not really nothing
0: no that makes sense it made me think of another question so what is what is that you said that you're a teacher yeah. I assume that is your full time what is it that you do on the side shit
1: oh man you really didn't
0: ask me that <laughs> what it is huh <laughs> no.
1: nah so um alright
0: Oh, what do you write?
1: I write a lot, uh, poems, songs. Uh huh. Uh, I paint. Not like uh, not like Danielle, but I paint.
0: Nobody like Danielle.
1: That's a fact. No, but I mean <laughs> no. So like for me, what I, like honestly, what I like to do, what I do on the side, if I had to like, point um, I like so I'm a public speaker. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a couple places that I've spoken um, in regards to Black History Month, Kwanzaa, hip-hop. So pretty much what it is is... So let me backtrack for a second. (laughs) So I have... I'm a curriculum developer Mm -hmm. at heart, right? So I've developed curriculum, hip-hop arts-based curriculum Mm -hmm. for middle schoolers and high schoolers. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I do is I write. Yeah. Um, so it's like so. My whole question is like, how do we infuse or how do we use hip hop as a medium to introduce youth of color, primarily, to social studies, to English, to literature, and that's particularly my focus. So like, developing curriculum as it relates to that. That's the first. And the second thing is I'm a songwriter. Mm-hmm. So I will write like a, a hip hop song or R and B track, and then that'll be that. Um, I don't draw anymore. But yeah, the poem stuff. I like to lead meditations mm-hmm. randomly. Um Yeah, that's the gist of it.
0: That's awesome. These are all things that I did not know about you. Yeah. Are there ways for me to like listen to your music or like read your poems or
1: Oh, uh, I'm working on that right now.
0: Okay. So you'll give me an update? I will. <laughs> <All right.
1: laughs> Thanks. I will.
0: Um, and how did you and your now earlier you were like oh is it curiosity or is it just you being nosy this is me just being nosy how did you and your current girl meet
1: <laughs> work
0: work and edu- she works in education as well mm-hmm. uh huh so
1: we work for the we work for the same organization
0: oh that's interesting I'm thinking of two different things but why were you drawn to her what attracted you to her.
1: This is gonna sound really, really weird, but I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the reason why I say I don't know is because I knew her for years before anything like kind of a spark. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was just it. I think initially I didn't know. I think after exploring a little bit, I think we just we had a lot of we had a lot of parallels, like life parallels. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it was us moving or being in the middle of a breakup with the person that we're dealing with trying to see what's good again um both wanting to pursue our perspective arts but knowing that we needed to have this bullshit ass job Mm -hmm. for the time being um and i think like i said it was just a lot of parallels it was see for me like when i talk i want to be heard as most people do and i think for me in my last in the relationship that i was in before Yeah, my last relationship that I was in, it was like, I ain't always feel hurt in that situation. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because of reasons and circumstances or whatever the fuck. But, yeah, like, I didn't, I didn't, it got to a point, I didn't always feel like that, but it got to the point where I didn't feel, I didn't feel hurt. And despite the amount of people I was around, I still was alone. Mm -hmm. Not lonely, but alone. Yeah, yeah. And I think that when it came time for she and I to have a conversation or have the conversations, that we had it was more of a things were falling into place thing it was never forced it was never like I'm pursuing this Mm and in hopes that something happens it Mm -hmm. was all organic and Mm -hmm. it kind of naturally flowed and I think like that's what it was for me like Especially like having to been in an eight year relationship mm-hmm. and having to like go through that detachment phase that everybody goes through when they break up with somebody. You know what I'm saying that's that's a whole fucking process yeah. on its own. Everybody's time you can't really calculate that shit. Everybody's time is is different. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah, like in the middle of all of that, like she was just very um, open and inviting mm-hmm. and welcoming. And I think for me, like I don't feel a lot of people can partner up with me on certain things. And I think that there were certain things that I was dealing with, or certain personal challenges that I was dealing with, that, you know, as they would arise, there was a way in which she would check in um, that was very nurturing and loving. And I just, I hadn't gotten that up until that point. And I think that, you know, when you find something like that, you gotta, like, you gotta protect it. You gotta try to nurture it. You know what I'm saying? You gotta try to hold on to it, you know? Um, So, yeah, that was that
0: and you two have been together how long
1: now I mean technically a year and a <laughs> half if That's you want to be technical but if you like no it is sad but it's also funny as fuck no that
0: sound I said not uh, sad
1: <laughs> well it's sad and funny as fuck cause if you ask her just if you literally if you ask her the same shit her response would be the exact same shit
0: uh-huh. so, technically yeah, yeah
1: then, like, she'd be like she might fucking around and tell you I don't know <laughs> Which I'm fine with that. Got it. I love that answer.
0: You mentioned that you two met at work. I have dated people from work. It has been a trash decision on my part. They've mm-hmm. been trash. How, has, how have you made it work? Like, what are you and your partner doing? Or what was that like for you two to work together and be together romantically?
1: Well, I think... So we weren't officially together while we were still working at the same place okay that's the first thing mm-hmm. i think the second thing because of my experiences before her mm-hmm. i already knew not to okay walk up that tree yeah yeah too crazily so it's like so literally when i left it no so when we knew i was leaving indefinitely that's when we were like, I will right, well, let's see what up. okay you know what i'm saying yeah. and, you know i'm going so she she was still there everything is cool
0: Okay, cool. All right, I know we got like a little shindig to get to. So I'm going to jump into the next section. So I want to know more about you in a superficial way. I feel like, um, I don't really, I don't, I've never seen anyone that you've dated. I don't know what you're interested in, but I feel like for me to get a good sense of those sort of things, I ask people like, what celebrities are you interested in? So I would like to play sex, marry, kill with you. You could do that. <laughs> the rules of the game are you choose three cards. You say out of the three celebrities that you select, which you would sex, which you would marry, and which you would kill. Who do you have? Can Killable. you? Who are what are their names?
1: Whoopi Goldberg
0: <laughs> and Daniel pointed to that one too.
1: It's spelled Whoppy Goldberg.
0: Oh, did I spell that incorrectly?
1: Oh, it's
0: supposed to be double on the O, not on the P. There you go. Got you. Okay, yeah. <laughs> whoopi Goldberg.
1: Yeah, her washed up ass. Keep that shit. Mariah fucking carry. You can carry that shit the fuck out of here. ha ha ha.
0: So, Whoopi, Mariah, and who else you got?
1: Jennifer Hopez.
0: So, who you marrying?
1: Kill all three. No!
0: Select!
1: Kill all three. Mr. Selector.
0: You sleeping with Whoopi, for sure. You going to marry. Who's the third one? Damn, dog. This is fucked
1: up. Who who is it? You got to choose. Kill, marry.
0: What is it? Kill, marry sex? Yes. Damn, okay. So. Oh, the (laughs) options.
1: Whoopi
0: Goldberg. Did nobody else tell me I had this? Okay, Instagram. so this is what we're gonna
1: do. I'm a. Mm, He's girl. doing
0: any mini. Any you
1: mini know what? Anymore. Sex. Okay, so this I'm gonna marry Whoopi Goldberg because I could probably do whatever the fuck I want. Whoopi. Uh huh. Um. Kill Jennifer Lopez oh, because she's the least shit. black out of all of them. And I will sex Mariah Carey because I might get her pregnant, and maybe get her check.
0: Get a check. Okay. Next round. You,
1: ad- you forced me. I did. Those are all my responses when I'm being I appreciate the, the honesty. <laughs> I
0: really I truly do. One more se- What w- give us another go.
1: Okay, I'm gonna marry Michelle Obama.
0: Wait, give me the rundown first of all.
1: Michelle Obama, <laughs> Beyonce, and Vital Davis Oh. So I'm gonna marry Michelle Obama. Yeah, it's not I might sex Viola Davis and kill Beyonce.
0: Wasn't expecting that. All right, one more round and then we're going to go into story time. Ugh. And Danielle, our lovely um, podcast friend. <laughs> Hi, everyone. How you doing? <laughs> will select which story you are telling this evening, Mr. Dean.
1: Right, I got you right now Cardi B, Sierra, Oprah. Oh, okay. Oh. Sex Cardi B.
0: Uh huh. Why is that?
1: Cause stripper. Okay. Mary. Sierra. Yeah, she looks like she a good wife. Oh. Mm-hmm. So you know who I'm killing? Oh.
0: Miss Winfrey. Bye, Oprah. So why do you think why do you think strippers are good in bed?
1: <laughs> I know I was waiting for you. <laughs> oh, oh, it's great. I said it, she came right back to it. Anyway. <laughs> Um, no. So, this is my thing. If I had to compare... No, I don't think that strippers are good and bed. That's not what I said. You asked me the question in the midst of the three cards that I pulled. Okay. So, in comparison, if I had to choose to have sex with Cardi B or Oprah Winfrey, bro. I'm going with Cardi B. I'm sorry. At the end of the day, I'm still a man. very Primal. You know, she got all those assets and things of that nature. Oprah got them, too. Yes, but... But I don't want those.
0: Alright, fine. And what makes Sierra look like a good wife? What's a good wife to you?
1: I mean, shit. She just looks happy every time I see her with a husband. That's all I literally, all I'm basing off of. All I have right. nothing else to base it off of. It's more most superficial response <laughs> yeah. to her. I ain't got shit to base it off of. You ain't give me much ammo, though.
0: That, I, I just wanted to know, just based on what you've seen of Sierra, what makes it nice yeah, nah, her her joy in being with what's his name Russell? It's All right, okay. So, thank you. I appreciate you participating in that. me. Um. Now we're going to move into the next segment, our final segment, which is story time, which will be uh, facilitated by our lovely uh, podcast friend Danielle. Hello. Goodbye, everyone. How are you doing? <laughs> In this segment, Aisha I have Ayesha from the UK. Aisha.
1: so you the Haitian? You a Haitian oh. from the UK?
0: That's precise. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. How are you doing tonight? Fucking Christ. Bro. So for this segment, I have asked you to prepare three stories like think of three stories that you'd be willing to share provide me with some cues we're gonna have danielle choose which of your cues you will then share full details on what what were the three cues so the three cues were job john <laughs> uh aries uh-huh and the doctor lady oh okay we doing which one Are we gonna go for the aries okay yeah let's curious. hear about the aries curious about the aries
1: Alright, so long story short, the Aries was the one that I broke the non-negotiables for. Oh, she,
0: so she was a smoker and she had kids.
1: Yeah, she had a six-year-old.
0: And what happened? Like, what was the
1: deal? Um, so I'm I'm not like super duper into zodiac signs, but I do believe that there are some good matches and mm-hmm. there are some that are not as good. Um, and I know not everybody believes in that type of shit, but I genuinely. Believe in that type of shit, and mm-hmm. this is and I'm and I'm not saying this over something I've read. I'm saying this over something that I've read and my experiences. So, her in particular. So it's funny. So she, um, she and I went to the same high school, but not at the same time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We ended up meeting unofficially afterwards, and we started talking on social media. So this was during the time when I was like going through like a breakup when I was in my long tenure relationship. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, I was talking to her for a little bit, whatever, whatever, whatever. And, you know, everything was cool for a second and, you know, we we were just really vibing. Like we were really vibing. It was like real easy to talk to we like we had the same sense of humor. We we were very petty together, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm, like motherfuckers mm-hmm. crack a joke, snapping shit sending each other to me, like all that little silly dumb shit that don't really mean anything mm-hmm. um but can mean very little but, can, but actually can be the foundation for something larger mm-hmm. so we kind of thought all of that was good the one thing i n- learned about aries is that and these are fire signs in general but like aries can be very demanding or mm-hmm. very pushy or very like this is how i see it and this is what it is right so like i don't I think like all five signs are like that—Leo, Sagittarius, and Aries—but I genuinely feel that, like like my boy joke about this. He's a Sag. Like Aries is the fucking most immature out of all three of the fire signs, just because of the way that they deal with their anger, the way that they respond to certain things. Like the thing with Leos is like Leos are very emotional and it comes out in everything that they do it doesn't mean that they want you to feel that way it just means that that's just how they express it Mm -hmm. so it comes off as demanding and it comes off as dominant and things of that nature sad they put a wall up and once you get through that wall they're warm as hell Leo's just like you know you'll see glimpses of the warmth but they have to really like love you to really shower you with that shit and they will shower you with that shit Aries nah son it's either this way Or that way, and if it's that way, and I'm over here, I'm with this. You better get the fuck out of my face. Yeah. And from my perspective, it's like, look, I was in 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 the beginning. These are my non-negotiables. I don't fuck with that cigarette shit. Mm -hmm. But you smoking cigarettes, you got a you got a child. But we gonna let that ride. You got baby father drama. Mm. I'll let that ride. So I've already like three things that I'm like firm about. Yeah. I've already negated those to try to see like is this gonna go anywhere just because I'm still young and trying to figure shit out. Mm. Yo, I pissed her off about something. Yo, my nigga, it's like six years later. I don't know what the fuck I did. Dead mm-hmm. don't know what I did. She never told me. She hit me one day like don't fucking toast me no more. Mm. Blocked me on all social mm-hmm. media, mm-hmm. Facebook, Instagram. Blocked my nigga can't search it for nothing. And I don't know what I did.
0: Yeah, but it didn't fall in line with her
1: expectations or whatever who the fuck knows what her expectations were The right. shit went south mhm
0: and what did you learn from that
1: I learned as I said as I was saying earlier like you don't you don't have to let go of your non-negotiables
0: mhm
1: letting go of your non-negotiables won't get you anywhere for me it's like the question is, is like, are your non-negotiables shunning somebody else for living a certain way or are they just staples in who you are mhm there's nothing wrong with that. See, my whole thing with this is I think that when it comes to dating in particular, like we are so, we don't realize how consumed we are by what society says productivity is. By the time you get to a certain age, you're supposed to be this way. By the time this happens, you're supposed to be this way. So on and so forth. So much to the extent that a lot of people ignore the non negotiables, mm-hmm. they end up in a space where they're ultimately not comfortable. It told me not to let go of those things. But also be, be comfortable in having the conversation to get to that point. I don't think that we cherish conversation enough. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we cherish like... Look, just because you're dating somebody doesn't mean you have to be in a relationship with them. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. my question is that is like, are we okay with that shit? Like, are we okay to sit here and say, like, I'm dating you? I know I'm dating you. I'm acknowledging that I'm dating you, but that's what it is. Mm-hmm. A date is... Me dating you means that I go out on dates with you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's it. It doesn't mean that we have to have that emotional attachment. Now, granted, a relationship is the catalyst for an emotional attachment, but I think that we need to be more aware of ourselves when it comes to that component. And I think mm-hmm. that if we are the path to marriage or or, or or lifetime partnership would be a little bit easier. Yeah. But I think that we need to be okay with not now. Like, when we went to... Like, when the three of us went in college together, there were people that were together. Some of those motherfuckers are still together. Yeah. Some of them are married now. Yeah, yeah. I was in a relationship back then. Guess what? I ain't fucking married. Yeah. And I ain't getting married anytime soon. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, it's like, you, you got to know what's right for you and you got to be okay with that. Like, my parents didn't have me until they were 34. Mm -hmm. I'm 32
0: right
1: now. -hmm. I'm fine with not having a kid until I'm 35,
0: 36. But you want kids? Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's like you also got to be quite conscious of women. And not every woman has that amount of time. Right. You have some women that have certain health, you know, um, variables that restrict them from having... Kids after a certain age, so mm-hmm. you also have to be conscious of that. But once again, non-negotiables. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I think that we just we're so used to feeling like we don't have that we don't know how to appreciate when we actually have something in front of us. You know what I'm saying? Like I was telling somebody about my last relationship the other day. I have no ill feelings towards that woman. Mm-hmm. I love that woman to death, mm-hmm. and I will say that in front of anybody, yeah, yeah, to anybody yeah. at any point in time. Why? I spent eight years of my life with her. Yeah. And it would be stupid of me to sit here and say, Oh, no, I don't I don't love you. My nigga, I love you, bro. Mm-hmm. I might not love you now moving forward in a relationship component, but do I love the fact that I dealt with, I spent time with you? Yeah. Fucking help co raise her younger siblings, like shit like that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like and that's what it is. So I think that going back to that airy situation, yeah, like don't don't be afraid to be firm in who you are. just because somebody's in front of you and they present promising qualities it doesn't mean that it's going to go anywhere and it doesn't mean that you have to sacrifice large components of yourself in order to get there yeah
0: i feel like i just want to say that it's also not like a a responsibility to a person Mm -hmm. it's like your due diligence as a human to love people in general and if you like, like you said, like you were helping raise younger siblings, like that wasn't because you was in a relationship with a person; it was just because that's who you are as a human, mm-hmm. and it's what you were supposed to be doing at that time, and not just because you were committed to this one individual. Like you were supposed to be in that person, in those people's lives for a reason, and just. Um, dis- that being an expression of who you are and how you are. That's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. right. it's like, that's no, part. no necessary responsibility. Just an expression of a spirit. Yeah. That's all. What has been your biggest takeaway from love? Biggest
1: takeaway yeah. that is truly unconditional. Mm. That in its purest form is unconditional. Mm. If you could walk away from somebody tomorrow did you really love them to that capacity that you initially thought that you did? It doesn't mean that you're not. It doesn't mean that you didn't. But the question is, like, did you? And that's something that I ask myself all the time. Like, do you really love this person? Do you really love who you're talking to right now? And I don't just ask myself when I'm that question in, in regards to who I'm romantically involved with. I, I think about, I ask myself that in regards to my friends as well. Right. Like, do you really love this person? Mm-hmm like my friends if i if i take time out of my day to spend time with you it's because i consider you damn family you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like and that's just yeah that's just what it is so i think it's like no, learning what unconditional love really is and understanding what it is it doesn't go away unconditional love is truly unconditional yeah. it will not change regardless of the condition yeah yeah and that's just i've learned what that what that looks like what that is
0: Well, thank you. I'm going to wrap up there. I'm going to wrap up there. Thank you for being on the show. High five me. Or low five me. Appreciate you. You
1: can't reach. (laughs) Fuck you.
0: All righty. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you, Anson. So let's say Michelle Obama, Beyonce and Viola Bi- Davis are all single women and they are interested in you.
1: Right, now I now see Excuse me. Now we get it. but <laughs> No. Who last.
0: who you who you sexing, who you marrying, who you killing? Killian. <laughs>